It's finding common ground, having a love of all people, because everybody has a story and they love to tell it. Doesn't matter which story it is. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? I'm good, thank you, Ezra. How have you been? You're in Hawaii already. Man, I am doing so well. There's something about this place. It just does something to my soul. It's, uh, I don't know if it's like the nostalgia of having grown up here or the relationship with the ocean or what it is, but it's just so nice to be here. Well, our listeners will know we've, we put on this Hawaii retreat. I'm pretty excited. It's uh, about a week out for me, so uh, save some sunshine. I'll be uh, transitioning from a nice sunny spring here to Hawaii, so it's got some pretty stiff competition. I'd put Manly up against Hawaii most times, but I'm happy to be open-minded about it. You've never done Hawaii the way I do Hawaii, right? So this is going to be a special um, uh, Ezra style, so it'll be a little flavor to it. Now, James, I think we should just come right out and say that we've got a guest on this episode. We have a very special guest, someone who I've actually known for my entire life. Who would that be? <laughs> that would be my mother. Welcome to the show, Vicky Shramko. Vicky Shramko, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hello there. Hi, hi there, Ezra. I'm up on the central coast of New South Wales in the glorious sunny spring with beautiful, colorful birds, a bit like Hawaii's birds. Amazing. Well, we're very happy to have you on the show. The topic of today's episode is networking. And this is huge. This is the single biggest factor to many, many entrepreneurs' success. They met someone somewhere who introduced them to someone or gave them something or did a joint venture with them. And that was the springboard to their initial success. And you'll often hear the quote, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And there's a reason for that. So networking, what is it? How do you get good at it? Are you doing it enough? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Fantastic. It's a great subject that I enjoy. Yeah, that's why we've got you on, Mum, because I think you've been an influence in my life in terms of networking. And so what we do here, we all sort of share a little story and uh, we'll let Ezra kick off the story and he's going to share us a story about something that happened with networking. Then I'll share a story and then we might ask you to share a story. Right. Terrific. Sweet. So I'll kick it off. You know, uh, I've known that we were doing this episode for quite a long time. And, um, you know, I, I always have the, uh, the episode or the subject or the topic that of a Think, Act, Get episode kind of rolling around in my brain as I go through my daily work life. And I was reading, I was rereading one of the classics in our community, uh, in our marketing community called The Psychology of Selling by Brian Tracy. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's a great book and it's going to be a part of my book club. So you can check it out on smartmarketer.com. I'll be doing a uh, review of each chapter of it. But the first thing he said, like the literally, the first thing he said in the book was he learned from a better salesperson and then 
he innovated. So he found he wasn't doing very well at selling stuff. He found someone who was in, in his company who was doing really, really well. He became friends with that person. He learned their process. And then he took that process and he innovated. And, and my belief in business and in life is that you get what you want from people who have it. You want to learn how to run an internet business? You find someone like Shramko. You want, like, you want to learn how to run an e-commerce business? You find someone like me. You want to learn how to do yoga? You find a yoga teacher. Like You find people who are actually doing what you want to know how to do and you learn from them. And then the way to take it to the next level is to innovate on top of that, which is what I want to talk about later in the episode. But the, the main point here is that, you, you, that it's important to take advantage of the people in your life who are, do, who are already doing the things that you want to do because most, often, more, more, most of the time, they're really happy to share with you because they're really into that thing. Like you can come up and ask me about e-commerce and you can hardly stop me from talking. So it's just um, – I just thought it was an interesting thing that this was the first thing in that book and it just kind of tied right in with this topic. Well, you know, interestingly, that was one of the foundations for my selling career was the Brian Tracy psychology of selling. And also there was a few other things, but that was that was absolutely uh, the one that I was playing over and over and over in my cassette player. If you can, a lot of kids on the show won't even know what that is. But uh, I actually... Uh, my networking stories around heading over to the United States for the first time since I was a kid, and that was about five years ago, five and a half years ago, I was getting frustrated with not being able to get access to the most up-to-date information for online marketing, and I was watching a, a uh, course, Traffic Secrets by John Reese on DVDs, and I thought, you know, I've got to go and get this information firsthand. So I booked a ticket to Yannick Silva's Underground Online Seminar, number four, and they're up to number 10. The next one's number 10, just to, to put that in the picture. And when I was there, I sat in the audience and I soaked up every single bit of information. I made friends with the person sitting next to me. I entered a competition I won it. There was another guy, John and I, we both won actually. They had to give two people first because they were both so compelling, the, the contributions. That entitled me to join the Maverick Business Insiders with Yannick and six weeks later, I was back there in Las Vegas and I was networking with legends like Mike Hill and Brad Fallon and Mike Phil Same and a whole bunch of people no one's ever heard of who were really doing some big numbers. Uh, and, you know, there was underground affiliates like Timothy Houston and some CPA legends and they were just crushing it. And info product markers like Jimmy Sweeney. And I was there mixing it up with these guys and learning the inside track and I went home from that and quit my job. And that network to this day has... Uh, born so much fruit. In fact, every day this week, I've been having uh, lunch and discussing stuff with Dean Jackson. And Dean Jackson is a super smart guy. He runs a huge podcast, I Love Marketing. And I met him through Brad Fallon and through uh, Jeff Johnson, who I met through Yannick Silva. So I can actually trace most of my American contacts back to that first trip. It was literally like Christopher Columbus's first trip. You know, you create a whole population. I've got a whole network of US heavyweights from that first trip and it's all trickled along from there. And then I've continually kept going back. That's the other aspect. You have to work at networking. You have to put in the effort to keep sustaining that relationship. So I go back every year to the United States. I usually go twice a year these days, but in the first few years, I was going up to uh, six or seven times a year, and then I've sort of tailed it off. But in the last year, I spent six figures just on 
travel and attending events and it is what fuels my business and this is where I pass the baton to you mum the something you did when I was a kid being around you uh, when you toured around to to the schools pitching uh, charity work and stuff it must have rubbed off so why don't you give us a little bit of a story about your networking and how it might have influenced me Right, I'd love to. Um, well, speaking of Junior Red Cross, it's something I hadn't put down in my uh, notes here today. I, I did write a few last night. Um, yes, Junior Red Cross was one of the most successful organisations in Australia, uh, particularly in our state in New South Wales. Began here in uh, Australia, and it's now well, it was in 188 different countries around the world. But we started it here, and it began in a war. But we had in the 60s two and a half thousand schools with Red Cross in them. That might be a small number to countries like America, but in New South Wales, that was substantial. Now, we did constantly visit those schools. Every school received a visit from me every three years. I addressed assemblies, and as you say, James, the sustainability, you've got to keep uh, in touch with them and talk with them. And unfortunately now, uh, since my interests have gone elsewhere and uh, the head of Junior Red Cross, who happened to be your godmother, Catherine, when she died, it has now disappeared. And once again, you have to feed an organisation, you have to feed uh, and keep spirits alive to be able to sustain uh, a good a good thing. I can't help but wonder that if that sort of mentality is flowed across to other parts of how I run business, you know, with it, it's the same with your staff and with your customers. You have to nurture and feed it like a garden or the weeds come in and it all disappears. All that good work is undone if you stop putting in some effort to maintaining it. You know, this is reminds me of something that we talked about on, on Skype. We kind of did a little private chat, you and I, James, and one of the things we were talking about was doing the work, right? Like, for example... I know that I need to be running split tests and I know that I need to be constantly updating ads in my AdWords account and I need to be updating my autoresponders and making sure I've got retargeting and card abandonment and live chat. Like I know all the stuff. We all kind of know all the stuff that we need to do, but it's hard to actually get it implemented. And one of the things that I see in my mastermind, one of the things that I see with you, one of the things that I see with myself and the people who are are, are genuinely successful in their businesses are the ones who are actually doing that work, who are in the minutia, who have the eternal vigilance to actually go in and do all the little things and processes that need to happen. To And this is now off the subject of, of networking, but... Yeah, well, I'll bring you back now. Uh, one of the things that I think is remarkable about my mum is that she can go to anywhere, and I mean anywhere, a shop, the beach, a school, a shopping centre, like absolutely anywhere and within minutes she's in a deep conversation with a complete stranger and I think that would be an uncommon trait, an uncommon skill and I'd love my mum to talk about how that happens and give us some tips. What could a listener do to be more interactive with their environment if they're interested in spreading their message? Well, first of all, networking, if you think about the original networking, it's catching fish, 
really. And what I've found is that um, if people go out and spread a net and bring in fish, they're not just going to feed themselves, they're going to be able to feed a lot of people with their catch, with the fish. Um, so the key to what I think is important when you do meet somebody is to establish a link, a connection with them, whether it be something really simple like the weather or can I help you or anything at all. I remember one corporate when uh, your dad was uh, a senior executive with a large company uh, there was one senior executive's wife at a function. Now, I found it terribly hard. She was my hardest challenge I've had in my whole life. And she was an unhappy person. But finally, we discovered a common ground, and that was orchid growing, simple orchid growing and cultivation. And she became my close friend within that network, that particular business network. It's finding common ground, having a love of all people, because everybody has a story and they love to tell it. doesn't matter which story it is. And that's why I'm enjoying my uh, funeral work so much and finding that such satisfactory, because around the table, I will have grandparents, I'll have siblings, I'll have uh, children. Uh, and so everyone, I love to listen to each of their stories and their relationship with the deceased and their loved ones and then put that together in a, in a really lovely fabric and deliver it at a, a ceremony. So that's, that's one of the things that I like to do. And I think for... To be able to do that, you have to have a very thorough knowledge and integrity about your own business. You need to be a very confident networker and have real passion. So many people use that word passion nowadays, but I mean a genuine passion. Yeah, this, this, is, this is good stuff. I, I love it. Yeah, um, Ezra's probably figuring out where my metaphors come from now. That's exactly <laughs> so what I was typing on fish. Skype was I can now see uh, where these amazing analogies come from. You said something really striking, that is to find the common ground. Yes, absolutely, darling. And, and you know, I do that. Every time I will meet someone new, I'm going to find out what do we have in common. Who, who did we go to school with? Yes. Who do, uh, do we use the same coffee shop? Yes. Uh, uh, do we drive the same car? If you can find some common ground, people will start to warm to you. Oh, and yes. I love also what you said, everyone has a story because that's the sort of work that I'm doing now with uh, video and with online marketing and Ezra does this too. He sells info, he sells uh, products on stores uh, like makeup and, and um, beauty products for mature ladies to be beautiful and what he does is to – tell a story around those products using videos and stuff on his e-commerce stores and a lot of people aren't doing that. So it's back to that thing where you're being interested instead of trying to be interesting. I think also you need to be really alert whenever you go to any forum uh, and make sure that when you do go to a forum that it is something that you're spending your time, your quality time with useful forums, um, analyze the benefits to you 
and then focus in as much as you can. And as a as a grandmother, a mother, and a wife, and now the children joining our household today as we speak, I find it very difficult to to focus in uh, on their, on my own business. So what I've learned to do is to meet my own needs. But in doing so, look what's happening. The family are really excited about about all joining forces today. It's all happening. <laughs> well, gosh, you know, I'm taking as many notes as I would normally take on a business webinar. You've got, you've talked about have integrity, know your product, be passionate, uh, to be alert, have acuity when you are in an environment, and even targeting the right market so that you're not wasting your time. You mustn't waste your time. I was invited recently to um, a large retirement village. They're going to have 500 very wealthy uh, retirees living at this particular village. And there's a very active manager there who invited me. Now, I analysed that that meeting would be extremely benefit to me. Uh, I do work for a charity now officially, which is uh, a wonderful association of relatives and friends of the mentally ill. Uh, uh, RAFNI, it's called. They have a website, uh, ARAFNI, A-R-A-F-M-I, ARAFNI. Now, also, I conduct funerals, which is obviously a good market to be in, a, a retirement village accommodation, and I also conduct marriages. Uh, so I went to this meeting. Now, because I have two hearing aids, and I knew that it was going to be a speed dating type meeting, and I was going to be meeting 30 people with only one and a half minutes to speak to each one of the 30 people and that I would have noisy men either side of me, I didn't even try to uh, do any more than listen to the person opposite me collect their business card. And this is a big point about business cards. Number one, have a business card where people can write notes on the back of where they've met you, uh, anything they can remember about you, and vice versa. And so I then produced a very small synopsis uh, of myself that day and handed them one piece of paper. Now, out of the 30 people that were there, all business people, all small businessmen and women, uh, I was the only one that had a small synopsis. And it was only because of my hearing aids and the problem that I have hearing above a lot of noise. But I made my point and I have not only done that, but I have also followed up with the ones that I felt were most valuable. And since then, I've also had calls back from people who felt felt that I would be of value to them. So that's um, a simple networking thing. Don't ever go anywhere without a business card. I can't believe how many people want to do business, but they don't have a card to give me. And I think from memory, you've, you uh, grab their card and then you put your notes. So this is 
pure customer relationship marketing. You grab their details, you put them in your database, and then you follow them up. I think a lot of people actually never follow up from my experience. It's been very hard for me to uh, buy things lately where people just don't want to sell. I went next door to the hotel here to run my event, Fast Web Formula 5, in Manly. I'm trying to spend $56,000 and they're always in meetings and they don't follow up. It's taking a week to give them money. They don't want it. It's like it's so hard to buy things when you're dealing with people who don't get this networking biz. Yes, it's the follow-up and this is what is frustrating to me now but I guess I'm getting huge satisfaction seeing my own family do well um, because I remember, James, the study that you did when you were simply um, asked to attend a, a, a Mercedes managers meeting of all Mercedes managers and you and I really went into this and we used various methods. You used various methods to give this presentation where all the other managers I remember turned up completely ill-prepared. And um, I think that's where I get my satisfaction now, seeing you doing so well with your own business because you, you know how to do it and you know, you know how to prepare. That's passed down. It's like when uh, Jordan, who is my daughter for our listeners, uh, put in her assignment was to write a story and she handed in a book and the teacher said, uh, wow, you know, this was actually, a, she wrote it and illustrated it and had it bound into a coffee table book and printed overseas and sent uh, in a small batch. Uh, it was about a horse, that lost, a zebra that lost its stripes. But it ended up okay in the end. I think it turned into a multicolor horse. So, look, what I really think would be good for our audience is to talk about some of the results that you've gotten from being able to have these skills. So you've been brave. You've, you've found the right places to speak. You've gone out and networked with people. You've done the card exchange. You've followed up. Uh, you used to do a lot of work with charities and let's talk about some of the things. I think the bequesting results would be really interesting for our listeners. Oh, really? I love to talk about these things, James, as you well know. <laughs> I do. And, and, and I must say, I never, ever imagined that we would be recording on a podcast. But at the same time, I'm very emotionally touched to be able to uh, share to the world the secret source for a lot of my underground training and and also from your father I learned an extreme amount about uh, selling and persuasion so it's it's you know it's really interesting because we had Ezra's mum on a few weeks ago now albeit at that time we were talking about a topic that was not so comfortable for me and it's hard, it's very strange hearing my podcast partner's mum talking about female body parts but we got past that and uh, and it's nice to be on a, a sort of a businessy topic it is a, a business. Life is a business. I learned that. Um, I, I can remember years ago there was a, a school, Ultimo, which is a, in a, was years ago in a very poor part of Sydney, very disadvantaged children. And there was one little girl that was going on to high school and she was a brilliant uh, musician. She played the flute beautifully and the head of the Junior Red Cross Club said to me when I was visiting the school, if only this little girl could be given a flute. She was a single mother of the mother uh, and uh, 
very, very poor and not at all supportive of that child's musical ability. And uh, so I remember searching everywhere to get a flute for that child. She was going on to high school and would have to leave the flute with the school band. And uh, I remember the head of Red Cross, when he heard what I was doing, he came up to me and he said, now look here, Red Cross is a is a very serious business <laughs> and he ticked me off for doing it but I can't tell you what that one little gesture did when I finally found a flute from a vintage car colleague friend of ours as you remember James um, that stored 15 beautiful vintage cars and so I found this magnificent flute from one of those people friends of ours once again, a networking thing. Now, it was like throwing a little pebble in a pond when at that school assembly, uh, which the teachers had arranged as a surprise for that little girl, the mother came along too. Nobody knew what was going to happen within the school except those teachers. And I presented in the Red Cross uniform a brand new beautiful flute uh, to that child who burst into tears and went on to a lovely musical career in her new high school. But the benefit was for that single mother to be so uplifted to realise that people cared about her. We don't know now the results of that. But as far as bequesting goes, when I went to the Smith family, I realised it's a large charity, Ezra, uh, and listeners uh, in Australia, uh, it's a formed by businessmen who realised uh, they'd been doing well. They were having a drink in a pub near Christmas one year in 1922 and they were wondering what they could do for disadvantaged people at Christmas. So they decided to form an organisation and they just called it The Smith Family. Now, the Smith family had a brilliant uh, philosophy and uh, I liked the organisation and I ended up becoming regional general manager of the Smith family. But I started thanking donors, thanking, thanking, thanking. And I, ha I personally delivered every receipt uh, over $2,000 to all my donors. And often they would all... Um, say to me, it's absolutely not necessary for you to personally deliver this receipt. And I would say it's essential to shake your hand on behalf of the 200 people we are clothing today at the Smith family. I would have a cup of tea with them, lots of cups of tea on my dad, Ezra and James, uh, and listeners. But people left their whole estates to the Smith family through bequesting because I maintain that for every 10 people you might say, well, look, what about leaving something in your will or what about making a donation? Uh, if one person did it, and in the case of one or two people, I know one man put $4 million into his uh, will. Uh, he was a man who'd been left a large department store. He was 18 when that happened and uh, he'd never driven a car. He'd had a chauffeur and a butler. He'd never cooked a meal 
and uh, he had no insight whatsoever into poverty. And he asked me to come and visit him uh, because his family were well off. And uh, he left his whole estate to the Smith family. When I did get there, he thought that I'd come from another charity. And I said, well, look, seeing I'm here, would you mind listening to what I've got to say about the Smith family? But we left him a newsletter from us and then we rang back to check to see that he'd read it. And he said, well, I'd like to meet the people in this photo. And so I personally drove him down to the south coast at Wollongong for him to meet the recipients of the help we'd given him. So you've made it personal and emotional. Oh, totally emotional. And in your presentation or your pitch, you used to talk about Trevor, the boy from the children's home, and you would oh, yes. uh, you would help people he changed my life, have feelings. Thanks. Yeah, so he changed your life and then you talk about that story. So I'm, I'm just seeing all these uh, layers of things, which when I was a kid, I didn't really understand all of this, but now I'm much more aware that you use storytelling and emotions and you ask for the order. You you call this making the ask, right? It is. It's, it's, it's asking for help because it's like playing Robin Hood. I mean, everybody knows the story of Robin Hood. I came from a comfortable background. Uh, I did a child care course and learned every aspect of looking after children and we had to do voluntary work in a children's home uh, as a thank you to Red Cross for the for the course, which took months and months and months to do. Uh, and uh, I opened the um, door of this huge home and right up the path there was uh, the home and the matron knew I was coming and she opened the door and this tiny little three-year-old blue-eyed freckle-faced little boy came charging towards me down the path. Now, I was 15 years of age at the time, very impressionable, and this little boy just jumped up and put his little legs around me, and he said, is you my mummy? Now, I spent all my holidays and, and weekends up there, and those 24 children under five would um, wait one and a half hours for their turn to have a cuddle with me. And... Um, they had no affection in their lives whatsoever and I saw terrible cruelty happening in that home and that just was enough to change my whole life and that's why I realised that we didn't have equality of opportunity in Australia. So my whole life has been career-wise and, and every other way been do, doing something simple nowadays uh, to change people's quality of life. Well, now you help people get married and you also do funeral services. And I must say that is incredibly brave to tackle funerals. Uh, so takes courage, believe me, but I love to do it. I've just done a very sad funeral where a boy, uh, well, we delivered a, a large check from Red Cross, I was the zone representative for the coast up here and I delivered a large single incident crisis check to a family who'd lost all their home in a, in a fire, which meant that family could go immediately and uh, buy uh, toweling and things like that because people throw odd bits and pieces at 
people in those situations. But Red Cross do these things for people in need. And when I delivered it, once again, I just handed my card to this woman and said, if, if I can help with the funeral of this boy who lost his life, saving his girlfriend, who happened to be in the house, uh, let me know. And I conducted the funeral for that boy who was just three days off his 21st birthday. Now, that took huge courage to do that funeral. There were 400 attendees, uh, all dressed in colour. Uh, the coffin came in covered in black and white photographs of Ben, this lovely boy. Now, he was a hero, uh, but in my opinion, the, the pallbearers, all of his young friends uh, who carried him in were even more heroic. Uh, but you do things sometimes that take courage. And the big thing is when you are working hard like you do in your work, uh, you just need to know that you can have relaxation afterwards of some sort. Right. Balance. And so just a final question on that. That's a very difficult scenario on it. And you're doing your role as the uh, funeral celebrant. Do you still network at something as sombre as that? Oh, absolutely, my darling. I had a call this morning from a Rotary Club in Sydney and um, I said to them, well, look, I'll send a bio down to you by email. Uh, I have 20 minutes in which to address the men and women, I've said, would you like to invite your partners along too? It's a very well-to-do area. Uh, now, what we're trying to do as celebrants, I'm on the foundation committee of the first funeral celebrants association, probably in the world. I think Scotland has one, where we're trying to get people to understand that they can appoint their own celebrant. Funeral directors have often just said, oh, you'll have this person as your celebrant. But we are individual people and the reason people choose celebrants for weddings and funerals is they want uh, individual and personal service, which, which covers any business you're doing. So at that club, my target will be, obviously, I'll be doing some research into their club and their activities before I even go. That's important. And then I'll be targeting the age group, the demographics, and I would think for a Rotary Club in Rose Bay, the law, it's a lawyer that rang me this morning, I'll be pointing out that they can appoint their own celebrants. And also, I also told this lawyer on the phone this morning that I'm now working for a charity which has supported me who are now losing half a million dollars. All of their government funding is going. And I've been asked now to raise half a million dollars in 11 weeks. <laughs> and what are they calling you? You said that you had a nickname for that. Well, just yesterday, I, I did some networking um, and, and the CEO of this huge company 
has offered to help. And when I rang the workers up there at uh, Yakala Cottage and told them that I'd got a pottery kiln for them and Christmas gifts for 80 children and volunteers as well uh, from this one particular contact where your dad had worked with this man and mentored him all through his career, they had an hour and a half coffee. They called me the miracle worker. And it must make you feel good. Well, I'm always called a bowbird. That's always been my nickname in Red Cross because I do not spend public money on on things. If I can uh, find the right company and the benefit sits well with that company's philosophy, then I don't mind asking them to help. Yeah, so you're like a JV expert doing wheeling and dealing and joint ventures. Oh, look, we used to give a volunteer's party for the Smith family every year. I had a tiny budget, um, but I'd ring Colgate Palmolive and say, look, we've got 150 fabulous volunteers here at the Smith family. Will you have a Christmas party? Would you mind uh, filling up a bag of goodies for them? Because we believe they should be acknowledged and they were thrilled with those bags. And they were volunteers. They weren't recipients of our services. They were giving them all year long. But companies were delighted because they had the opportunity of sending samples home with people at Christmas. And uh, we were it was a win-win. It's got to always be a win-win, hasn't it? It has. Mum, I, I want to say thank you. This has been really insightful. I'm, I've... I've even learnt some stuff here and it, it's um, made me realise how fortunate I've been to grow up with that kind of environment. And I think what we normally do with a special guest, we'd, we'd ask for a tip at the, at the end of this session here about networking. What do you think someone could do right now? In fact, I'll let Ezra explain our weekly willpower wager and perhaps we'll um, finish the networking part on that. Ezra? Okay, fine. You there, buddy? You haven't gone to sleep. That that was that was written. No, no, I I was, I was like uh, I was captivated. I was listening, and it was just interesting to hear where your thought process, the way you think, your style of thinking, which is not like most other people's, uh, comes from. So it was really I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. And I want to say one last thing on networking before we move into the weekly willpower wager, and then uh, the tip on networking, which is that. You know, one of one of the things that I've discovered is that you can literally buy your way in most of the time. As James uh, discussed, he bought his way into a really awesome networking opportunity by going to Underground 4. I buy my way into networking opportunities by being a part of Fast Web Formula, for example, right? So that's a paid uh, forum with a group of people who are all who are people I should be relating with and networking with about my business. And I pay my way in there, and then I go in there and I add value, and I be interested in the people who are in there, and I be nice, and I have fun, and I enjoy myself, and I invite people to things. And like, you can be the catalyst for your own networking. So put on parties, put on meetups, and we talked about that in the community episode. Or you can literally buy your way in to networking opportunities and, and masterminds and things like that. So I think it's just a good way. 
uh, to get some networking. Like if you don't know anyone, it doesn't matter. You can buy your way in. So let's move on to the weekly willpower wager. And what we want you to do this week is uh, make a list of five people who you know are good contacts or friends that you haven't related with in a while and send them a video on your iPhone. I actually got this uh, idea from James. Pull out your phone, shoot a 30-second video, and send it over. What it does is it keeps you fresh in people's minds. It... uh, gives you more of intimacy and relationship with that person. I do this every month with 15 or so different people. I've got all these people who are in my Skype role, who are on my contact list, who are people I do some kind of business with or relate with around business that's, you know, in some way or another every now and again. I shoot a video for a different group of them every month, each person individually. Hey, how's it going? She wanted to say hi. Here's what I'm up to. Uh, and I send it over right from my iPhone. And it's a very effective networking uh, strategy. And we'd love to have you try it and let us know if you get any results from it. Yeah, and if you have a team like I do, I set up a group email which goes to all my team and I can send them a little video on a Friday and just say, hey, I just want to say I really appreciate all the work you did this week. It's been a tremendous week. The business is in great shape and I acknowledge everything you've done and and have a great weekend. It just takes such a short amount of time to get such a high impact. Yeah, can the, the second older generation, I'll tell you what I do. I, I keep Sundays free for um, calls to sick, sad, and lonely. That's my way of keeping in touch with people. And um, also remember I do um, snail mail for my age group because I grew up with uh, a secretary and I always had a PA in my jobs. Uh, so the older generation, which are my... Um, my friends and also contacts in business, they appreciate a snail mail, which is a simple card I've printed. And uh, personal friendships I always keep in touch with. They have helped me and my husband and family hugely. Today's anniversary, simple things like that. Oh, and I still do this. Right here next to my keyboard, I have some lovely cards and envelopes that are not the traditional size envelopes. They're sort of more square and they're blank cards and I've got some real stamps and I write handwritten notes and pop them in the post and I encourage my students to do this. It has such a high cut through now more than ever when everyone is doing email and SMS. That's right. Remember the post office needs your business too. <laughs> they need the, but, but aside from that, it's got a very high open rate. Someone's going to get that handwritten card with a real stamp. It doesn't look like marketing. It's personal. I did it all through my car sales uh, career. I taught my salespeople to do it. I taught, a, I taught a dealership owner to do this. When I taught him this, his business was doing around $70 million a year. And he just told me a week or so ago, he did $120 million in sales in the last year. And one of the main things that he did was send a handwritten note to everyone who purchased a new car from his business. That's right. You do it for weddings, funerals, in my case, and also any thank you. Any thank you I can think of goes um, whichever way people appreciate. Like with a couple, I'll always say to them, which is your best, your preferred method of contact? And if they say telephone, it's telephone very happily. I'm very comfortable on the phone. That's what your grandfather taught you too, James. That's right. And also you've been very good at sending out clippings. If you read something or see something in the paper, you'll cut it out and send it to the person and they get a bit of a kick out of that. 
Well, I've got a, uh, always had a thing for you and one for your sister. And somebody said, one of my friends said to me, why on earth do you cut out cutting the family out of the Herald? Because um, surely they can read their own. And I said, because it shows uh, that I care about them. I'm always looking for things that pertain to their work. And James uh, and Sally have always had that uh, same little thing. They used to come in and look look for their pile. Now, I've had Jack's 18th birthday card sitting here for, for a while, so we've got that big one this week. Um, and I've been thinking of him the whole time. So uh, they do appreciate the thoughts. Absolutely. Well, Eventually they do. Mum, thanks for coming on the show. I uh, hope you had fun. Lovely to meet Ezra on the phone. I yep. look forward to meeting you in person in, in the end, end of February. I'll be down there for a month hanging out on Well, Manly. I hope you'll come and see us up here in our lovely central coast, Ezra. What do you think, James? Take a trip up? Oh, yeah, I'll take you. Are you ready for it, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be all the family here. You can do some yeah, personal yoga. Yeah, with Yoga Manu. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Mum. Uh, I'll uh, let you know when the show's out and you can send it to all your network. Thank you, my darling. Thank okay, you. Okay, take care. Have a lovely day now. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. There you go, Ezra. We, we've, um, we made it. Dude, that was a trip and a half. It was for me. You know, I, I'll confess a little, little point there. I had a slight tear in the corner of my eye. I was realizing how, how special my mum actually is. And uh, you probably sort of blind to that a bit when you're growing up because your mum's sort of like the enforcer or the rule maker and it's kind of built in that you have to resist a bit but I can see that I've been lucky with the trajectory and I'm also fortunate I'm in a position to sort of carry on the baton and continue to to help other people and pass on these ideas so let's just uh, get on with the rest of the show and and I want to thank the listener if you're still listening at this point Thanks for sticking with us. But I think there was some unbelievable gold there, even su- surprising how much of what my mum is talking about that she does, an uh, old-school method, is still exactly what you do in an online business, but we just might have different tools. But, you know, she's so good at targeting her market, at at asking for the order, at uh, thanking people when they do buy and going for that lifetime, long-term vision and well, isn't it interesting that the fundamental business practices have not changed? It's just the mediums that we use to accomplish those results are a little bit different, but we're doing the same stuff. Exactly the same stuff, and she's an absolute like master at this stuff now. She's been doing it for a while, ever since she was a kid. Very cool. Let's move on to our news and updates section of the show. We're at news and updates. We are accepting voicemails through SpeakPipe on our blog. Uh, the next Think Act Get episode will have, I think, seven or eight or I don't know. We got a whole bunch in the queue. We'll do a big listener comments. Uh, and if you want to be on the show, if you want to let us know anything or say anything and get our feedback on it or ask a question or suggest a topic, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we have a pile of these things now, and we're going to play every single one of them. And unless it's one where it's like, hello, does this work? <laughs> because there's usually one of those every 10. Now, uh, Ezra and I will be catching up next week from the time of this recording in Hawaii. So we will be 
rattling off a few episodes. I think we'll be definitely talking about our retreat, what we've been up to, and we'll just sort of take our listener in behind the uh, scenes, you know, describe it uh, as best we can on a podcast medium. And you should see a few episodes come out in a shorter succession. I know there's been a little gap there a week or so, and it's that's been uh, just a little bit of timing and logistics, but we're on track. Uh, what else are you up to after Hawaii? I think we're both going to an SEO event. We are both speaking at a, an SEO event in Sacramento, which is going to be a phenomenal um, SEO event, and that'll be fun, and we'll be hanging out in the wine country. And then I've got my Digital Retailers Association e-commerce madness. I don't, it's not actually called that, but I'm doing a three-day event. Uh, <laughs> and you know what's cool. funny about it is I was inspired by Fast Web Formula 4 and by the quality of that event. Now, my event's much different, um, but but like I'm doing a lot of the high-touch stuff that you did. I'm printing T-shirts for people. I'm having notebooks made. I'm having all kinds of swag to give away. I've got, you know, uh, I've just got a whole bunch of uh, really good content. I've got all my friends coming in and presenting, and I'm going to do three days of e-commerce, right? Soup to nuts. How you do... It's going to be great. Wow. Yeah, that's good. And at the same time you're doing that, I think I'm down in Mexico. And uh, I know you're going to be exhausted, but it'd be really interesting if we can try and catch the tail end of that and uh, just sort of talk about our different events and you know compare and contrast. And even if you are tired, I think it would be a great time to capture that moment of post-event fatigue and reflection. Remember we did that after Fast Food Formula 4, we sat down with the Long Island iced tea and and um, had a little chat about what went down. Yeah, we should do that because there's going to be all kinds of gossip that everyone's going to want in on. So I think yeah. we should make sure to do an episode or a uh, podcast. Now, what are you doing over there on your website? It seems to be updating continually. Well, I think that, uh, I think that you probably know because it's your team who's making the updates. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> we, and also our, our buddy Greg is uh, doing designs and stuff who's – I know he's gone from giving us a T-shirt and a complete stranger to being an absolute insider for for both of us. He's just done my Facebook and YouTube channel uh, designs. He's ripping out designs for your stuff, and my team are slicing and coding bits and pieces. And I, I um, gave him three e-commerce stores. Uh, two landing pages, a VSL page, uh, three new, like I've just given him, he's a beast. That guy's a machine. He's getting stuff done quick. And the thing with Smart Marketer that he's doing is my public-facing services division. So I've always had a word-of-mouth services agency for e-commerce design and development and a little bit of marketing. It's always been really high-end jobs. And one of the interesting things about this content creation and syndication model that I learned from you, by the way, uh, which I want to, which brings us back to one of my main points of networking, which I want to talk about in just a second, is that all all this exposure and speaking gigs and content creation and syndication uh, has funneled people back to me wanting services, services that I didn't offer, which are sort of lower end, you know, three to five thousand dollar services or design services and that kind of thing. And so um, it was time to create a public facing uh, services division. But one of the things that I think is interesting about I mentioned it in the beginning of this episode, and it applies really well to if you look at what hap- what what Smart Marketer is today. So when I started Smart, Mar- you know, I was going to do a marketing blog, and I got together with you, and you said, "Hey, man, you should really monetize it." And here's the model of how I'm doing it, and this is how it all works. And you kind of brought me in the fold and showed me how your content marketing business worked. And I took that and I implemented that, and then I did all this crazy. I did all my Ezraified it, so I innovated on top of it. And I added my own flair, my own stuff, and and which is what we talked about that in the when we're talking about people cloning stuff it's cutting cutting and pasting my site and putting your domain on it would have been a useless exercise it's it wouldn't it wouldn't have been remarkable but it's totally Ezra I go there I see little 
long-haired Ezra video, got the, the funky, cool graphics and stuff. It's totally your personality. And if you and if you think about like like now I'm doing this book club thing, which I think people have probably done before, but it was like an inspiration that I had. I thought, wow, this would be a really fun thing to do, and and people in the community would really enjoy it. And it's like the type of content you create and the way that you communicate with your customers, because fundamentally, if you look at OTR, it's genius. Create content, syndicate it across all the social networks, get out there in front of your community, build a relationship with them, and then make them offers that are relevant to them and that you can fulfill on, and send them to one place where it's all easy and automated yeah. and and systemized. Just genius. And just in, 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 I'm totally on topic of networking, have a look at Greg. He's gone from absolute stranger, scented little Trojan horse t-shirt, came to Fast Web Formula. He's now in Silver Circle and he's like our primary designer for high-end jobs. We do a lot of business together and it really is interesting that it was one little t-shirt. In fact, you know what, James? He sent us a logo that we didn't like. First time around, remember that? He was like, and, and the first day, so what happened was we got this logo in, the, in an email for Think Act Get, and he was like, hey, you know, I know you guys aren't super stoked with your logo, you should maybe try this one. And we both looked at it, and we were like, ah, we don't really like that, and what is this random guy doing trying to send us a logo? Like, we weren't too happy the first time he communicated with us. And then he went back to the drawing board, and he created a t-shirt design and sent that over, and we loved it, and then that kind of spawned that. So I think that we ought to, we ought, you know, it's an interesting thing that... Oh, and he's... And he's Gone from there onto John Le Dumas. He's got an advertising role on the front of John Le Dumas's show that gets downloaded hundreds of thousands of times a month. And he's designed the site that he's. The, now we're talking about an idea that uh, I don't think we'll talk about publicly, but there's a, he's got a great idea that I think we're going to get behind, and we'll it, you know he's going to go big places with that. So we'll keep this sort of story posted. In fact, I think we should even get him on sometime if we've got a relevant topic that he'd like to participate in because he's a super example. It's you know it reminds me of what I did at Underground Four. I went from a nobody and an unknown to being connected with the very best people in the industry in a heartbeat. It doesn't have to take a long time. That's my main point. And one event, and that was the thing I wanted to say, one event can do it. One t-shirt design to the two of us has changed, like the, you know, it's been a really influential and, and uh, is, has made massive strides in his business. So, Well, weeks later, I was down there in his office at, at his um, desk talking about growing his business and we had lunch together and he gave me a lift to the airport, uh, you know, and that, that can just happen instantly. So speaking of events... <laughs> I ended up finally being able to let this hotel sell me their conferencing package. And it's um, down here at Manly in March, the 20th and the 21st for Fast Web Formula 5. So put that one in your diary. It's going to be pretty cool. I will be there. I'm going to uh, try to convince James to give me a speaking spot. We'll see how that goes now that I've put him on the spot live. But I will definitely be there. Ezra, you can speak at the event. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I, you know, you, you never want to uh, assume that you can just speak at someone's event, even though we are really good friends. No, well, I think you, you know, like you've um, you did such a good job at Fast Web Formula Five that I think it would be great. And at the very least, I would have hoped that we could record an episode or something. So yeah, I think we uh, should do both. I think get yourself over here for that, and and also in your case, the day before is a Silver Circle Day, the nineteenth. So you need to block three days. Well, I will be there from February 25th to March 25th, dude. 
I'm be, I'm, I'm I'm looking at Airbnbs. It's going crazy. I'm gonna stop in Hawaii on the way over and on the way back. Make a whole trip out of it. Get out of New York for the winter. Let's move on. We have uh, <laughs> we've gone. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't care. I know it's a long episode, but it's an unusual format today, and. I think it'd be hard to argue that some of these topics haven't been at least interesting and in, in you know relation to what we do and even just a bit touching in some areas about how some other people don't have such a good life that we have. Yeah, really uh it, we, I feel very fortunate and I thought it was nice that you took that you took some time to acknowledge your mom and the way that she has influenced you. Well, that's your influence on me, Ezra. Well, there you go, man. I'm appreciating the people around me a lot a lot more than I might have and it before. feels so good. It turns out that appreciation is actually a gift to yourself because it feels good to appreciate. Um, all right, let's look at our uh, comments. We're, we've got so many here because we haven't done an episode in, in a little bit, so let's get right into them. We've got Phil on the communication episode. He said, just wanted to comment that there are some gold nuggets in here. Toward the end, you pretty much solved my problem. Do the task. Do the task with them and then let them do the task. And that is the, the method that I learned from James of I do it, we do it. You do it. So right on, Phil. Thank you. Sweet. And he also continues on a little bit there. Oh, look at that. He does. Sometimes <laughs> I leave out number one, but I've never done number two. Have you ever considered watching the sh- watching them show someone else how to do the task? Just a thought. Might be a way to find a good manager. I have people in the Philippines who do the work for me, and this is going to help me tremendously. Thanks again for an awesome show. I think this is yours to answer, dude. Yeah. So, Phil, the, the bottom line is you don't know something unless you can show someone else. So that is actually step four is uh, observe them, tell someone else. If they can do that, then they know the task. I like that. I do it, we do it, you do it, you teach someone else to do it. Hmm. <laughs> well, right. really, but step three is, is kind of that. If they can do the task, uh, great. But if they can teach someone else, that, yeah, you've definitely got management material there. Uh, Amanda commented on the sex episode. Yet another great episode, and as always, your subject really hit home. The episode was so much more than just about sex, but about communication, planning, relaxation, connection, and time. I think that implementing the actions spoken about in this episode is a definite investment in you and your partner's mental, physical, and emotional health. Thanks again for facilitating this discussion. We were happy to talk about that. You know, what's interesting about that episode is it it, it went pretty viral. We got a lot of downloads on it, but it wasn't the most um, engaged with episode and, and commented on, which we kind of expected. So thank you for leaving a comment on that episode. And it's the only episode we've had to edit like three times, various layers of uh, you know protocol. For, I had to check it before I sent it to my team and they had to set, you know double filter it to, to make sure it's not going to trigger any time bombs or atom bombs or you know what have we we've released a couple episodes Mm. since then right right we've released like two episodes since the sex episode or something like that so have our numbers tanked or are we still doing okay oh no we're still right up there in itunes and stuff and uh, found out how to optimize it Uh, blueberry's got a new setting so look out yeah, I want to see that, man. I, I got to fix I got to get your, your team fix my Blueberry settings. It's all screwed up. Um, all right. Kathy on the burnout episode says, I really appreciate that the website has each episode indexed. It makes it so easy to go back whenever I want to refresh my memory, memory on a particular segment. Thank you for that. Thoughts on the logo? On iTunes... Uh, it's reminiscent of a beer bottle label, which I like, though the colors could be brighter. The logo on the website looks like a racetrack's. Coincidence, James? I like the woman's spiel in the intro. It's calm, matter-of-fact, and sums up and sets the tone for the podcast. I say, yeah, well, keep it. I think we've, we've changed the logo probably since the original episode, but um, 
it's fair to say the one we got now is not changing for any time soon because of the uh, the fact that we have T-shirts. There you go. Yeah, I think we'll keep the one we've got. <laughs> Matthew on sex. That just sounds so wrong. Hi, James and Ezra. When I heard the sex episode, it reminded me of the chapter in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill written in 1937. In chapter 11, why does chapter 11 ring alarm bells for me, uh, titled The Mystery of Sex Transmutation, he wrote about the transfer of sexual energy from a mere physical action into other channels of power, including creative forces of literature, art, or any other profession or calling. It has given me a good excuse to reread this classic book and to think about the drivers of success. I really enjoyed listening to Tag Podcast. Thanks for sharing. Awesome. I don't remember that part of, of Think and Grow Rich, but um, I may have to reread it and check it out. Uh, Manfred on the burnout episode says, Am I in sync with Tag or is Tag in sync with me? So glad I took the time to listen to this episode. My mantra was go hard or go home for too many years. So many takeaways beyond burnout, which I experienced a few times and feel like I never came out of the last one. Time to do less and go smart. Thank you so much, guys. You know, it's interesting. We got so many, um, we got so many, we got so much positive feedback on the burnout episode. And when we released that one, I wasn't sure it was like our best, you know, work to date, but uh, a lot of people really liked it. Yeah, and you know what? We're, we're open to exploring different ideas and we do rely on listeners to tell us what they like or not. We'll, we'll certainly look to do more of the things that work. But the show in general is starting to get a following now amongst other podcasters. I was speaking to Damien Thompson and he used to like Freedom Ocean and he's now leaning towards Think, Act, Get. And I think one of the genius things about this episode uh, branding or positioning is that nothing's going to change. People are still going to think, act and get for a long time. It's an evergreen concept and we're, we're at this show as equals so I think we can sustain this and I don't think we're going to burn out anytime soon at our pace of once every week or so. Uh, no, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going solid, man. We're like uh... – well, I'll leave you to the end. But we're going. <laughs> oh, no, I was just, I'm big pause there. I was just gonna. I was waiting to see. Uh, <laughs> I was just seeing if something would float in, but nothing came. So I had to just give it up. Like jobs and was. I, I started thinking about hot dogs, but I didn't want to say we're like hot dogs because it makes no sense. Yeah, that's very that strange. That's it's it's, what, it's um that's like that fan page, um, legs or dogs, and it's like is it uh, someone's legs in the sun or is it hot dogs in the sun? Anyway. Let's move on. Volker on burnout. Hi, here's another situation I found can cause burnout. Failure. As Peter Thiel, co-founder of PayPal, described in a talk at Panda Daily, it has great psychological problems when people fail. Most people say that entrepreneurs have to fail and you have to try again. But people like Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk or Donald Trump did not fail. Uh, I'm not sure about the Donald Trump there, just quietly. They created amazingly huge companies on first try. Failure can rob you of energy and will go on, especially when you fail at smaller projects. Of course, you still have to keep I, going. I, I've got to disagree with uh, with with what your um, what your concept of failure is, because both Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk failed many times in the in the build up. Things did not go as they'd planned. Uh, building up their company, so I think that they did. Ex well, let's see, like, what do you mean about Mark? Where was the failure there? He had those guys uh, accusing him of stealing his stuff. He had all kinds of like, I don't. He had all kinds of uh, failure points. 
He had challenges. Yeah, he, exactly. He had challenges on his way to success. And I think that it depends on what you consider failure. Failure only happens when you give up, when you stop. You haven't failed until you've, in, unless you've stopped trying. Yeah, and I, but I also think it's in, great to minimize uh, the errors you make by putting a lot more thought into answering the right question. That might make sense. We might have to cover that later, but it's too many people are taking action and getting the wrong place because they didn't put enough thought into what that action might be and where they actually end up. Yes, yes. People are doing things for the sake of doing them, not doing them because they're going to provide some kind of... They're not putting some thought. They get somewhere and they're not even happy with it. Yeah, I agree. So, Amy on sex. Hi, I'm just going to read two here. Just let me go for it. <laughs> it was t- yeah, Amy on sex. It was just too compelling. Hi, I heard my comment on the burnout episode and thought, geez, I didn't say anything kind about Ezra. Thanks so much for bringing this up, Ezra. You are fearless and that motivates me tremendously. Keep up the great work, guys. That's very sweet. And I'm glad that you read that out because it would have sounded, uh, you know, might, wouldn't have sounded as good if I'm just tooting my own horn. Um, but anyways, I, I, I like myself too, so thank you. <laughs> well, she also commented on the burnout one. Do you want to say that one? Okay, she says, hi, James and Ezra. This is my favorite episode so far. Wow, great job, guys. I love the message, and I truly enjoyed all the stories and colorful details. I laughed out loud when James said, some greedy mofo put energy drink ads (laughs) at my event. (laughs) It was priceless. Um, I've been reading a ton of Emmett Fox over the past week, and I find his tiny book, The Mental Equivalent, to be spot on for training my mind, which has helped me steer away from the burnout mentality. But I would love to hear more about mind management. Can anyone else hear Ezra say, think about it? Thank you for your for putting out podcasts that are so compelling. I listen to them over and over again. Warmly, Amy. Check out Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. That's a nice foundational mind management book. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a really good one. Uh, in fact, I'm going to put that on my book club list. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, one of the most popular sections in my communities is the bookworm thread, so I have, have no doubt you're going to go well with that. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked, man, and I'm gonna I'm gonna corral you into um, being a being a guest uh, contributor to that that part at some point. <laughs> okay. Um, Remember, I'm a very slow reader. Now, uh, Justin on podcasting, real show guys, very informative. As a retired NFL player, I have a lot to learn, but with great advice from you, I plan on launching my podcast next month. It's called Joe to Pro. When it happens, I'll be because it'll be because of you guys. Thanks again, and Justin, you should go and check out um, that movie fat uh lazy and almost dead or something with with um i fat sick and almost dead yeah with joe joe's the juicing guy and uh he's an aussie reboot with joe.com check that out because he's sort of his name's joe cross he's an aussie guy and he follows his sort of documentary of juicing but he's kind of doing the otr thing sort of trying to do it um and i think it's a great uh, you know, just because you've got the same name and probably a similar story, but not juicing more football. Yeah, I'd be interested to uh, to hear more about uh, what what Joe DePro is and what kind of podcast it is. And uh, if you have, you know, if you were some level of uh, being being in the NFL gives you some level of credibility, and and I think it's an interesting concept. I'm curious what the what Joe is it Joe DePro like how to, how an, how you can be an average Joe and become a professional in any field, or what's the concept behind the show? There you go. Uh, okay, cool. Well, now we're on to think about it episode section of the episode, not episode of the section. And uh, James, are you going to keep this quote or are you getting rid of it? Uh, it's, hey, that's like a game, isn't it? Keep it or flick it? 
Uh, <laughs> I just came up with that. It's. Uh, I'm going to flick it. I don't like it. All right. All so, right. Uh, I'm going to replace it. And this is my quote. Everyone has a story and they want to tell you about it. Oh, you know, that's. do you realize that is a combination Shramko-Firestone quote? I do. It's uh, Vicky Shramko slash Ezra Firestone. We literally typed that. We typed that into the, <laughs> the uh, notes as my mum was talking about the fact that everyone has a story. And uh, she mentioned that, uh, you know, like her technique is genius. She just opens up people and lets them tell their story and then they like her. Well, you know, you mentioned something while she was talking about it, about being interested. She's interested yeah. in people. She listens to them and she puts attention on them and they tell her stuff and then they want to use her for their services. And by the way, being someone who sees people out of this world and also sees people as they uh, start a, a major journey in this world, weddings and funerals, like that's that's some heavy-duty stuff. She is a badass oh, lady, oh yeah, man. She does baby namings as well. <laughs> like, I mean, damn. She's, like, she's got the whole market covered. You're basically either going to get... Get married, have a baby, or die. Like you, you know, pick one of those. Something's going to happen. So, if by the way, a bit of a plug. If you are, if you happen to be in New South Wales uh, and maybe Sydney or the Central Coast, and you're planning on getting married, or if you if you've uh, had a loved one uh, who's uh, ailing or passed, then hop onto vickyshramco.com. And uh, or if you need a uh, yeah. you need a baby name, yeah, if you need your baby name, if ceremony, Vicky Shramco, V I C K I. S C H R A M K O. You build this for her? Com. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Looking like, good, baby. Yeah, a Looking little while good. ago. It's uh, maybe not up. Oh, you know oh. what's so funny about this is the font for Vicky Shramko is like uh, sim- silver, similar to like Silver Circle. Oh. Or uh, see that font? That's a st- that style is similar. You, people are going to recognize that as your style. Yeah, she gets a few calls off the site. In any case, <laughs> Let's move on. All right, that's awesome. But the point is, everyone's got a story. You know, everyone thinks they've got a book in them, and that's exactly where it should stay. No, seriously. <laughs> uh, but if you ask people their story, they'll be happy to tell you. Very cool. So uh, we'll move on to my quote, which is Networking is rubbish. Have friends instead by Steve Winwood. So I thought this was an interesting quote because it's it's uh supposed like on on the surface it's anti-networking, but it's not anti-networking the way that we're telling you to network because what do you do to your friends? You listen to them. You be interested in them. You treat the people that you're networking with like friends. So I don't think networking is rubbish like Steve here is saying. I think that going out to events and trying to hustle people and take from people and, and I think that, that that will not get you any results. But if you go out and you network and you treat those people like friends, you will see results from your networking. So um, I just thought it was an interesting quote and it played right into what I think. So I thought it was pretty cool how my mom was talking about like literally the net, you're out there just casting your net to to bring in the catch. Yeah, she she uh, like she's a she's a she's a pretty hardcore marketer and she doesn't even know it. Oh man, she's as tough as they come. Um, all right, well, well, next we have tag tips. Now I don't even have one for you, so I'll let you think of one while I uh, apparently I didn't put yours in here, but I'll go off on mine now, which is <laughs> this my is my tip is to think of your co-host before yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good idea. <laughs> oh man, I always do that with the quotes and then the tips I do on my. Uh, no, no. Look to your credit though, you you do all the whole show notes. I do nothing. Well, I, abs- I do absolutely nothing, and I just turn up and talk, which is my desired situation. So I just want to acknowledge how grateful I am that you do all this work. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's not that big of a deal, dude. I like this kind of stuff, and uh, it's lucky. Yeah, easy to throw this stuff down. All right, so. 
this is the mindset tip. And my, one of the things that's been very effective for me in my life is to be the person who creates the party, be the catalyst for your community, put on events, invite people to, to things, put, uh, bring gifts, share stuff. And it's like I always say, when I go to a party, I want to be the bartender. The reason I want to be the bartender at a party is because everybody comes up to the bartender and wants something from the bartender. So I get to talk to every person. I get to serve them a drink. Like it is the most, uh, it's the, it's the best position to play in the room because you're in communication and you're engaged with every single person. And I really, really like that, uh, that role of being the person who is the catalyst for putting on whatever type of event it is. It's why I run masterminds. It's why I, um, put on events. It's why I, you know, it's, it's why I, do all that stuff is because it's it it is it is uh, at the same time it's the whole serve the world unselfishly and profit thing right I'm serving my community by creating this amazing forum in whatever format it looks like if it's an event if it's a, a webinar whatever it happens to be that I'm creating for people a place for people to gather people are really happy because they get to gather and, and relate with other people in their community and have a good time and be fed and all that kind of stuff and I get a, a lot of benefit from it because everyone's there to see me to talk to me and they know like it's just a uh, you know what I'm trying to say here, Shrammels. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, I'm just relating to that when I have guests over to my place. I, you know, I like to I like to put on the event, but I'll also make them the drinks, and I'll even cook or prepare food while we chat. And it's really very interactive. But you know, people aren't going to stray far from the food or drink. That's a, a, a good point. That's how our human race survived. We figured out to go down to the watering hole with the spear at dusk, and we could eat. Keep people fed and watered. Yeah, and that's a big military strategy too. If you want to beat uh, an opposing team, you cut off their food and water supplies and they'll soon rat out. Whoa. Okay, uh, so on that note, you've been listening to Think Again. Uh, this is all about mindset, behavior, and results. And our focus really is to improve your life and business and everything we do is directed to you our super duper listener so this one has been on the topic of networking uh it's a pretty huge topic you know if you can get out there and start meeting people and listen to their stories and target the right crowds and have a call to action and then follow up you are going to see a huge change in your results in fact if you invest in some other people's communities perhaps you go along to fast web formula perhaps you go to ezra's event then if you were to do that then you're going to meet all of the people who we're connected to and the thing is ezra will know a lot of people at his event and they'll all be wanting to speak to him so that's a good hub to join and the same goes for my events so and i challenge you to i i would really really i would highly suggest Come to my event. Come to Fast Web Formula. Come to a meetup. Uh, join, uh, join. Uh, sorry, Fast Web Formula Live. That is join the Fast Web Formula forum. Like, put some foot forward in any one of these directions and spend a little time in those communities and and just see the results that come from it. You will. Like, I was just talking to Sue Ellen, who's one of our listeners, who I'm now doing a, a dev job from, and she's like, "Yeah, I put a couple other quotes out, and uh, and the people who she put those quotes out to, or that that she went and got quotes for this big job for." Or other fast web formula members. So there's business happening, man. It's it's all around you. And she and I just thought it was really a, it was a, a confirmation that like there's a bunch of people are doing business in these forums, and uh, it's a good place to be. Huge forums are big. I just sent back a little checklist for Pat Flynn on my top forum engagement tips, and he'll probably be publishing those on his blog. But I've been doing this forum thing for a little while now, and I figured out that forum marketing is really the modern way to network because you don't have to travel very far 
you've got access to I've just looked we have 800 members of Fastweb Formula as it today it was 799 last night so if you want to tap into an entire network of people who have got uh, like mind that, then come and join us Ezra's in there I'm in there and uh, get along to Ezra's live event that will be epic if you're on the if you're in the United States really travel's cheap and it'll be a great event. September 27th to the 29th in San San Diego. Okay, thanks, James. I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed meeting your mom. Listener, thank you for listening to another episode of Think, Act, Get. We appreciate your time. And the reason we do these episodes is because we, uh, we want this. Our goal is that you get value, uh, for in, you get value in your life and your business from listening to these episodes. And that really is what this is all about. So thank you again. And we'll catch up with you on the next episode of Think, Act, Get. Awesome. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.